gentlemen, welcome to your next edition of Freedom Wire. Obviously, it's a better word than installment. What's that? It's a much better word than installment. Yeah. But that's where we're at, so welcome. Sounds like a loan or something. I like installments, though, Like, but it sounds like a, you're paying for something. So I'm saying like a loan installment. installment. Um, we're short a member today, feeling under the weather, which I recall I said, aren't we all technically under the weather? But uh, I got met with a... Nobody likes a smart-ass remark, so we're wishing Connor some speed recovery. Uh, before, today we're going to be talking about how quickly Biden is unraveling the, the foreign relationships we have with dictators such as Putin and Kim Jong-un and uh, why those are de- uh, unraveling so quickly. But before we do, do us a favor. Do all the good stuff we always ask you to in the beginning. Like this video, share this video. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, comment on us. Let us know. What do you think? Why do you think Biden is torpedoing all of our foreign relations with countries that are nuclear capable and want to take us out? You let us know. Also, if you're not a member of Freedom Wire, please become one. It's real easy to do. Click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. It should be over here somewhere. and uh, Or down there. Something like that. Uh, click it. Give us your email. We'll start sending you stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't read anywhere else. All right, guys. So, which one should we start with first? Well, what's, what's hipper? <laughs> what's more hip? Putin or Kim Jong-un? I don't know. Both are equally Do you see crazy. Kim Jong-un's hair? Just say it. I don't, I don't know what century that's supposed to be from, but... I love that he sticks with it, though. I have, <laughs> I, I have a theory about men and their hair. Men keep the hair that they get the most attention from women with. That's why I was able to have all different kinds of hairstyles over the years, because, you know, I'm just yeah. that... Yeah. That universally... I'm universally good-looking <laughs> with hair, without hair. Um, not so much without facial hair anymore. But but Kim Jong Un, his hair, he he has kept that hair, that square. It's like a square flat top kind of a fade with a flip back. I don't know. But what we do know is he treats his people terribly and is a dictator. But he also has nuclear capabilities. And Trump understood this. Trump understood who he was and was still willing to negotiate with him because maybe just maybe something good could have come out of it. Maybe maybe the way to get to a dictator's heart is through being nice to him. I don't know. Well, so Katie McFarland, his former national security advisor, said the, like you basically you stroke his ego and you make him look good to the rest, or in his mind, to the rest of the world, and that way it gives him le- Trump leverage so he can always pull that, that ego back. Yeah, well, we talked about it early in the office, and and I get this strategy, but it doesn't mean he has to say some of the stuff he said about. I didn't like the fact that he said he cared about his people. A guy that keeps his people in concentration camps and, and starves them does not care about his people. So I disagreed with Trump when he said that. I get the strategy. But then again, I here's the, the strategy, thing. But it doesn't really matter what he says because. No, Kim Jong Un's people are not going to know the difference because they only get a statement. Yeah, but there's still some. I mean, there's still the some immoral statements. The truth. Yeah, you don't say that though. That's just I didn't agree with that. I don't like that when you say that about you. You can so right. I know it's like a different situation, but Reagan never kissed Gorbachev's butt. 
Like it wasn't. Yeah, I know it's not. They're not. I know it's apples and oranges. Not, but my point is, even if, but you don't. He, you don't say that. You don't say like, hey, you, he, you care. He cares about his people, even if the world. He doesn't need to say us. That. That's the one. I'm not saying that, like the right. strategy. I get the strategy, but the, you know, he went a too far for me. But I'm here's here. here's the thing. In a twisted way, we don't know that he doesn't. Maybe <laughs> maybe Kim Jong and Kim Jong Un's world, keeping them under control and keeping them. Like yeah, that's some as, as, of No, no, no. I'm just, but yeah. I've seen you see this with, yeah. with any abusive relationship. There's abusive relationships happen that men or the or the woman, whoever's the abusive one, thinks they love the people they're abusing. It happens. It's really weird. In his um, mind, you might think that, but we the actions speak louder. Than right, the right. But right. anyway, let's not get too hot. I was just, that's one comment always bothered me. But the but, but, but the what I'm saying is, is Trump's yeah. not exactly wrong. It might bother you, but he's not exactly wrong in saying that. Yeah, he is. I, well, I, I'm not convinced by that argument. I think it also depends on what Kim Jong-un has told Trump about his people and his country. I'm sure he told Trump, look, this is, I love my people, blah, 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 blah. So when Trump is communicating to the rest of the world and Kim Jong-un can, can hear, Kim he has to go based off <laughs> of their, what, their conversations that they've had. Well, I mean, that's fine, but uh, I, he, Kim Jong-un's a P, POS. I don't care what he thinks he, if he likes cares about his people. He shows he doesn't, so. Well, Trump's playing politics. He's not Jesus. Well, that's what I just said. I just said, like, I just disagree. I don't want to get too hung up on that one comment. But, like, cause we well, you're the one who brought it up. I did bring it up because it bothered me. But <laughs> it did bother me. But anyway, but Trump's foreign policy was great overall. How many wars did he get us in? Is that, uh, zero. He got us out of, um, yeah. And he, but he, he, he wasn't afraid to pull the trigger if he had to. So he did, you know, he did go get back. Hit back Iran, he got some. Um, I can never say his name. I always want to call him Salami. So, no. so General Salamali or whatever Salamani. the guy's name. Yeah, and, and Baghdadi. So it's not like he wasn't, but but he. So that's kind of the foreign policy you want, right? There. Do you want, do you want me you to know? tell you what was most telling about Trump during mm-hmm. the whole Iran thing? Remember when they shot down one of our drones? Yeah, he called and, it off at the last second. Yeah. And well, well, the and, and yeah. the military advisors wanted him to bomb Iran over that. And he almost did. And he, and he almost did, but he's yeah. like, no, it's it's we're talking about an unmanned piece of equipment, mm-hmm. and you want us to sh- to kill people. That is telling of what who the president was, who who Donald Trump was as a president. Well, yeah, and 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 this this seemed to be a theme with his foreign relations. It wasn't about power with Trump. It wasn't about keeping these countries under control or under America's thumb. It was about, let's see what we can do for the people of those countries and and for America. It, it wasn't about the power. It wasn't about what these countries could give to America. Right. Well, and the thing is, it was, uh, it was you know, it was, it was at the end of the day about America first. But, you know, the thing that just cracks me up is, like all these years, they, you know, they, these liberals say these horrible things about Trump. I was like, but they really had a lot more in common with him than they think he would, they could have negotiated with him. So I always said, like, if they actually came, cared about the country, they, Trump would have been negotiated with. Um, but the, his foreign policy was always very consistent. His entire, uh, you know, public life, he said the same thing. He's always been a very, uh, he's actually very libertarian in a lot of ways in foreign policy. And, and it always cracked me up that they're like, he's going to get us into another world war. I go, have you listened to Donald Trump for three years? He's wanted to get us out of wars. And then he came into president, he did. And what's funny is, is Trump seemed to be consistent, and so does Biden. Biden <laughs> Beijing, seems, Beijing Joe. Beijing Joe, who will do whatever China asks him to do, yeah, 
He's compr- He's the big man. Now, what, the big guy? Or the big guy. Hey, I was, <laughs> Trump's like, I assume he, the big guy, you're talking about you, right, in that debate? Um, <laughs> you, you know, how quickly things have devolved with, both with North Korea and with Russia, with the way that Biden, well, Biden or Kamala Harris, because we don't know who's taking these calls, but we know they can't, get, well, bottom line is there's no calls being made. They can't get them on the phone. And when you, when, when, Biden, like, uh, so Kim Jong Un doesn't want to deal with him. Said, "What did he? I can't remember." There, like, he has no strategy, and with North Korea, Biden's been trying to call them, can't make contact, and then North Korea said today they don't want to make contact with the United States. They don't want to talk to the president, and they are also not going to. Well, I guess the only reason they would talk to him about even denuclearization is if. Um, they take off the tariffs. So they're already trying to corner Biden without even talking to the guy. Because mm-hmm. they know he's weak. They can know yeah, his weakness. Yeah, so just like Same his, thing with Russia. Just like his old boss. <laughs> Very weak on foreign policy. Trump had to come in. And, oh, and don't forget, Biden wants to get us back in the Iran deal. So Iran loves him too. So he's Tehran and Beijing Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. The <laughs> It's funny how... You know, they they wanted to say, like, Trump was Putin's puppet, but they won't say anything about, you know, the mainstream... This is the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Mainstream media was saying this, and then nobody wants to talk about how Biden got his son a billion-dollar deal mm-hmm. while flying on Air Force Two... To China. To China. <laughs> nobody wants to talk about that he wants to jump into the Iran... Nu- back into the Iran nuclear deal that cost us billions Mm -hmm. and they were still developing nuclear capabilities Mm -hmm. so even with the agreement put in place iran was breaking that agreement they're funding the nuclear capabilities the the sanctions that trump the economic sanctions that trump slapped on iran were working that's why that's it's gonna biden's gonna screw it up because the people it it was hurting the economy so bad that the people are starting to take the streets to go against the government unfortunately being iran they you know, they killed a bunch of their own people because they tried to uprise. But by leave it to Biden and Obama to undo, you know, foreign policy. <laughs> it's like Obama was, had his chance in '09 to support the rebels and and the Green Movement. I think it was called the Green Revolution or Green Movement in Iran, and you know how that how that worked out because he he just wanted to make a deal with them at any cost. So he's uh, just he, Biden's definitely a return to Obama foreign policy. And the thing is, it always cracks me up about Biden is he always. He always prided himself on being, I'm Mr. Foreign Policy, like, oh, he's in the Senate, I'm going to send him for Like, uh, former Secretary of Defense Robert Gates, he's, you know, he made that state, uh, that now famous statement, said Joe Biden's never been on the right side of any foreign policy issue in, like, 40 years, he's been, or something like that. And it's true. He's always on the right. He didn't even want to kill Bin Laden. <laughs> I just don't think he knows what he's doing. I mean, I think it shows with the Russia video. Um, he called Putin a killer. And even if you... Believe it. Even if you believe it, you which know we all true, know he which is, we all know, but you can't be the president of the United States and then go, yeah, uh, Putin, he's a soulless killer. Let's ruin all of our ties with Russia. <laughs> and but I think it's a virtue signaling thing to his supporters because Trump was in bed with Russia, according to them. So now he has to separate that. But it's only going to hurt us in the end. And I think, uh, and Putin responded by saying he wishes Biden good health. 
which I think is sinister in one sense, but in another sense, I think we all wish Biden good health because he clearly has cognitive decline. So yeah, I hope all I'm saying is I hope Biden has a, a, a taster, one of those guys, because so they check this food's not poisoned. No, and, and, and the way the way Putin said that, I mean, I'm, I'm, was I'm like, actually being serious. <laughs> there was like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink to the camera, yeah. like like I w- like. What should worry us all? And he recalled the Washington envoy to Russia, back home. So okay, he's done they're Nav- splitting. Navalny, you know, it's, yeah, that's a sad situation there. But as far as the foreign policy, at the end of the day, the the, the our biggest threat is China, and we see how he's not going to be very tough on China. He's not like Trump. No, he's going to bend over, much like Obama did when he yeah. bowed to meet. Yeah. All these foreign Asian leaders, yeah, and bent over so low he could see the reflection in his shiny shoes. And I'm not even kidding you. you there is video of, of of Obama bowing so low that it, it is impossible that he didn't see the reflection of himself in the shoes. Didn't like China make him get out of like the back of the plane and there wasn't a carpet and like there was like this whole room. Oh, I have, I don't remember, remember that. I'm not sure. Exactly. I just know that Trump would like Trump wouldn't bow. Trump bowed, but it was like, it's kind of a. It was it's a, just like a respect thing. A respect, of support, yeah, not a. Here, <laughs> here, here's all my ego and 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 pride in my country. Let me put it all somewhere else and. Yeah, because you're, you're an American, but we don't go to the we don't you know if you meet the Queen Queen England, you're not gonna we're not gonna just like you know do the whole little you know whatever they do the bow thing or whatever. I think there should just be. I think there should be a mutual. If there's gonna be bow, it should be like a mutual. Yeah, you go the same, same height as everybody else. Yeah, it just yeah. Anyway, so so here's the question: Is Biden stupid enough? Yes, I don't even know what you're gonna say, but yes. But is he stupid <laughs> enough to get us into a war with either North Korea or Russia? I don't know if it's that he's too stupid or stupid enough. It's just that those countries wouldn't engage in a physical war with us because if if they have someone that weak of a leader and that like stupid with foreign policy, they're going to take advantage of his stupidity and use it to their economic advantage, in my opinion, that's what I think. The only only way that would happen with Russia is we, I'm sure it would be around to do with something in the Ukraine again if we, if he put some, did something that, I don't know, that, um, perturbed them in, in Ukraine. Of course, you know, Hunter Hunter can always do some diplomacy from his... Uh, well, what did they, well, what did Obama send them? Blankets and teddy bears? I can't remember. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, they say Trump is, you know, was Putin's puppet. He he, he armed the rebels there in Ukraine. He the, he armed against the... like, And he he placed sanctions on him. He got diplomats out of Russia. Like, they, he did a lot of stuff that was not... that Putin could not have been happy about. So this it cracks me up that they always call... Matter of fact... I'll tell you who was weak on against Russia it was the Obama administration. I remember Hillary Clinton she, when she was Secretary of State. She had the, the famous reset button. Do you remember the reset button? Because the the thing was after you know Bush's presidency, you know they had to reset relations with Russia. So she literally brought the Soviet, I think it was or the Soviet, excuse me, the Russian ambassador or, or their version of Secretary of State or whatever. A button. It was a literally a reset button. And it was in Russian. And they spelled it wrong. They didn't even spell it right in Russia. So it was like it was supposed to like. First of all, who thought that was a good idea? Like, like to give the Russians a button. Probably Hillary Clinton. She probably thought it was a great idea. But uh, it's like so. And then he, you know, it, so Obama was incredibly weak on. Well, don't forget, don't forget Obama's hot mic 
Yeah, with, with um, a transvestite to Vladimir. I always like that. The, the, the other guy. The the other Vladimir. <laughs> yeah, his his puppet. <laughs> See, you know, he said, "Look, let let your guy know. I'll have more." Like he was already predicting his next win. Yeah. If you remember that. Oh yeah. He was like, "I'll have more room." To do the right thing. <laughs> to do, like, I'll have more room after yeah. this election. Yeah, Dmitry Medved- Medvedev, I think was his name. Is Yeah, my, my Russian stuff's so hot. Yeah, it was Medvedev. Yeah, Medvedev. Medvedev. Dmitry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it, it describes me. Oh, you know, Trump did, I think. Well, who was, who technically was Putin's puppet? Let's be honest. Medvedev was Putin's Oh, yeah. Puppet. Well, because at the time, there was, they had to read the Constitution, had, so he yeah. could only serve, a few, you know, a certain amount of time. So, he just became, like, the prime minister, and Medvedev was the president. Oh, he's correct. But we all know who ran that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and again, people forget, Putin was in the KGB. He's, he is a stone-cold killer. He is that. a stone, he <laughs> is Putin... When you say, when you think, when you, th- Putin was on the front lines. Like, Putin was an actual soldier in the Cold War. So, to think that he would be afraid of Joe Biden is, is ridiculous, which is why he felt comfortable enough to threaten him. He threatened, bottom line is, the Man, Russian he, president threatened an American president. I don't care what you say. That was a threat. Kim Jong-un's sister also threatened to Biden this week. I did not hear that. She said something to the effect of, uh, if you want to sleep peacefully for the next four years, then you're going to take off the sanctions. Oh, wow. <laughs> what, so what, here we are getting threatened by... I mean, but, I mean that's going to be hard because Biden sleeps like 22 hours a day. The only people I know that threatened Trump were the Iranians. Mm-hmm. Um, they put, yeah, they, they wanted him dead. They actually put a yeah a bounty on his head, twenty five million. Is it like a fatwa? Um, but you didn't hear you didn't hear Russia threatening Trump. You didn't hear because here's the thing: is Trump operated strongly in America's interest. If somebody threatened us, they they got dealt with one way or the other, either sanctions or um, or tariffs or, or anything like that. Peace through strength was his motto, and he was, and it was, and it was working. I wonder where we would have been in another four years, Trump. I wonder if we could have figured out some of these places, um, and whether or not we could have, uh, we we should have just washed our hands of them and said, so like, or if we could have brought them into the democratic, you know, embrace. That's the sorry. Go no, go ahead. You say that's a downside to having just such short terms, four years, because then they can't really. I mean, when you're dealing with leaders who have had power for decades mm-hmm. or however long, if you're just like, switching like presidencies every four years, it's kind of hard to get a foreign well, policy. Right, especially like somebody like China, they just wait. They'll just wait. They just waited Trump. Well, they yeah, would have waited exactly. another four years. And, but, yeah, exactly. Because G's there for life. President G, Winnie the Pooh, I guess. <laughs> Because he doesn't like that. Like, yeah, but I think Biden, in every sense, is just America last. Everything he's yeah. done has just been last. Well, is I there mean, anybody? Is there anybody Biden can turn to to turn these relationships around? Is there a strong person on the left that could that could maybe heal these kinds of relationships? The only person would probably be Kamala Harris, but she doesn't have experience or skill. So, 
Yeah. If there was one person, I think that could do that that has access. Yeah, to but technically, neither did Trump. Trump had zero. Yeah, zero foreign dollars. But yeah. you know what? He, he had zero. yeah. We say that, but he had done business, international business. Yeah. Well, international. Okay, I say this though because yesterday Kamala Harris took a call from the, uh, the president I don't know, of Ireland, and she the first thing she starts out with: America is basically a terrible country because of all the anti-Asian racism. So, I mean, she just, you know, she's talking to world leaders about our social justice She's problems. talking to the president of Ireland about Asian... Is it prime minister or president? I can't remember. What? Yeah, I don't... I don't, yeah. I, I don't pay attention to other other countries' leaders. <laughs> That's just who I am. I don't care. As, as we're talking about, like, food and... I pay attention to the countries that can harm America. I don't know, man. Them Irish are pretty dangerous. I'm just saying. Well, I, I'm Irish, so yeah, I don't I'm know. fine. I'm fine with not uh, the only people, not caring about what my people do to this country. This country has done so much for the Irish. It's true, and the only people I'm concerned about more are the Canadians. <laughs> just saying, they're coming for us, guys. I mean, yeah, but don't ask politely. Like, that's the. Can you, do you mind if do we, we mind if we come over? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about? Um. It's like John Kerry was terrible. Oh yeah, the the new climate envoy. I guess this is title. Do we pay him? Do we pay? Does he get paid? For, do we got to pay. That's not even a position. Well, I'm wondering who's paying. I for just his, made that up. His private jet. And he was on American Airlines without a without a mascot. I think Obama had one too. Yeah, so he takes gas fueled jets and doesn't wear a mask. It's just pure elitism. Oh, but you and you can just switch your jobs if you're if you lost it in the in the oil fields or, or the uh, the oil lines, the Keystone pipeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, you can just, just switch get your, an energy job. Yeah, energy. that's easy to say for a guy that married the heir to the Heinz fortune, ketchup fortune. So, doesn't really he's never had to actually. That, again, he's another he's another swamp fossil. He's been there since like the seventies or eighties as a senator in Massachusetts. Then he was the nominee in two thousand four. Almost became president, um, and then and then of course Secretary of State. So it's like, go away, dude. Uh, now now climate envoy. He's an envoy to the climate. Figure that one out. <laughs> are you an envoy to the climate? Well, like, you know we are back in the Paris Accord, so there's. It's another one, yeah. So that was some of the best things Trump did is is the the treaties he got, which by the way were never approved by the Congress. We also refunded. The which food. which is again they just. That's the thing. The Iran deal was never approved by the Congress either. It's a treaty, and he tried to say it wasn't a treaty. It was agreement. Like that's a treaty, dude. You sign something with a foreign government. That's a treaty. The Senate is supposed to confirm treaties, but we just that constitution. Who cares? The thing about the Paris Climate Accord is that it's uh, non-binding, so you don't have to pay in, which is why so many countries don't. And America is the only one who does. Because we're because and China didn't have to cut their emissions for like ten more years. And we're already leading in that. They're a developing country. We we're already leading under that. And who was our president the last four years? It could, it, you know, if Trump was so bad for the environment, why did we cut so many greenhouse gases emissions and carbon emissions? But not nearly as much as our goal. So that's why. Gosh. Not <laughs> shout out to you. I need to shout out to those people. Yeah. So so <laughs> let's um, let, let let's hit this this last little question. Do you think Biden will get us into a war over the next? Well. If you make what it kind of war? I mean an actual like a one-on-one war or a physical man, a proxy, a proxy war. Proxy war. No, I'm I'm saying an actual physical war. No. 
I don't see it. No, I think he'll make some blunders and we might get in. Now, keep in mind, ISIS has, has resurfaced. Which, that is, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, it wouldn't be like a like a Russia versus U.S., Iran versus U.S. Yeah, it could happen at some point. But, but I, I think it would be more like along those lines of something like something kind of a more of a proxy war is what I would say. I wouldn't think it would be like a direct. But then again, you know, Biden could really, he's Biden. He's <laughs> like... If you, the thing is, the guy's not even there. He's not even like. Well, think there. about it. He's already bombed Syria. That was, yeah, that well, was. I don't <laughs> underestimate other world leaders' intelligence. I don't think that they really believe Biden when he says some of the stupid things that he says. So I don't think he can get us into a physical war unless you had another leader just as up as Biden. Yeah, I mean, look what he's look what's happened in the Department of Defense going soft already under him. He's been in for a couple of months. He's only been there a few months. I think. At worst, at the end of the four years, we maybe we would be close, but hopefully we would get a new president who would try to pull things back. Just like just like at the end of eight years of Obama, we had ISIS on the rise at the very end. There was all these beheadings going on, and then once Trump got in, he eliminated ISIS. But they were always cropping back up. Like you can kill the leader of ISIS, and then they come back. Right. Yes. Back them all. Yeah. But it's funny how they didn't raise their head out of the sand again until Trump was out of office. Mm-hmm. They were already collect they were collect they were collecting themselves. They were they were, during during COVID, during this other liberal mm-hmm. lockdown thing, yeah. they were collecting their, their strength and they were they were reorganizing, but they waited until Trump was out of office before they said, We're back. And there's a reason for that. Of course. And that's what I'm saying. They're gonna. I mean, there's definitely gonna be a lot of, a lot of. Um, they're gonna be trying to to uh, see what they can do to Biden and see how much they can. Get. So with Trump, they knew he, they weren't gonna get very far. Well, if we yeah. we we could ask Biden this, if we had a digital microphone. Yes. Joe, come on the program, man. If we had a. Come digital- on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Yeah, I think we just have to really watch these countries like Russia, North Korea, and Iran and make sure they don't get nuclear weapons because I think that's the greatest threat in, as far as having a physical war. Well, Russia has them. Yeah. Russia has them up the wazoo. See, that's yeah. why, yeah, so it's just... But as far as using them. Right. As we're talking, you're asking, like, what about, you know, Biden? So we're like, I don't even know because the guy, literally, he's not there. It's like, he's not even a person right now. He's so old. He can't think straight. He can't even do a press conference. Finally going to do one, but he needs a week to prepare for it. So it's like... Hey, do you think they gave him the nuclear codes? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You think you think he actually has them, or somebody else has them? <laughs> His wife probably does. Has them. I don't probably think he Jill. knows how to use them. <laughs> probably, so. probably Doctor Jill Biden has them. I don't. Yeah, I just, I just have very low confidence in their. It's just hard to, war. yeah. It's just you know what I'm saying. No, it's like hard to evaluate his foreign policy because he's not a person anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it there like is that. no strategy if that's you, how I see it yeah but if you look at I mean if you look at Biden even 10 years ago I mean the guy was never the you know the sharpest tool in the shed but he, at least he wasn't this but he is now my gosh it's bad and so and that's what's always scared me it's like imagine if we do get into a foreign policy battle or you know we get threatened like how is he gonna handle it he can't even he can't even do he can't even answer questions from friendly media friendly media no, how long has it been they, 58 days now? Yeah. yeah. They're finally like doing that. one next week, but, like, why does he need a week for, to prepare for a, a press conference? Well, they got to get his meds ready. Yeah. It's like, it's like they got to wake Yeah, they got to make sure. I can't believe he did 20 minutes in that speech. 
That's really funny. When you say like, wow, he went for 20 minutes, like that was some accomplishment for Biden because I was like, usually, you know, maybe five, maybe 10 minutes and then he did it 20 20 minutes. minutes, you're just getting started with Trump. Yeah, exactly. I get nervous when I watch Biden start to talk because I'm like, oh my gosh, what is he about to say? Um, but yeah, Trump. Yeah, you know what he's going to say. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know the thing. Here's the deal. The thing. Here's the deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, hopefully, I don't have any hope. I was going to say hopefully he doesn't make things worse. Hopefully but he, we impeach Biden. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything impeachable. Even Trump. So but how do we it get... It doesn't matter like, anymore. <laughs> he's a threat. He is a national security threat. Well, yeah. I wonder. I wonder how his handlers felt when they when they saw him go. Yeah, he's a killer. <laughs> how many people were like, "Oh." If there was any time for the for ABC to be fake news, then they could have cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, they were very editing like his whole interview. I don't think no. I don't think they actually should have because I believe in reporting the hundred percent unedited news. But I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I know. See, if that's why if I ever became famous, I would never do a taped interview. Because it would, what I would do, I would talk to anybody, but they have to be live. Imagine what he says off script. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that guy, that guy is literally, we were talking about in the office. He literally, and now we're kind of getting into a joke, but, but he literally, the pandemic got him elected. Because the guy, it was the perfect storm for him because he didn't have to go out and campaign every day. Imagine him going campaigning every day around the country. He would have made, he would never have made it. Why well, did he think he legitimately got elected? No, I said, I'm mean, like, he wouldn't even got as many votes that he did. So, well, I don't know. I just wrote a, wrote a report about Virginia, Wisconsin and Michigan where Virginia, Virginia as well. See, that was weird too. They called that really early. That was always weird to me. Well, the, look, Trump wasn't going to win Virginia. Well, no, all, North, all North. the, all, no, here's the thing. All the, all the, uh, absentee ballot rules that the director of elections gave in each state mm-hmm. are illegal. Um, yeah. What they what they gave them their protocol to do with absentee ballots and voter identification mm-hmm. all illegal. So a lot of the so the, the only reason I said about Virginia is Northern Virginia is DC and there's the government more was everywhere. yeah, no, yeah I mean I'll tell you I went to rallies in Virginia and they had a lot of enthusiasm there I'm telling you, the most liberal states we went to had the most supporters lining up outside oh outside of Virginia outside of DC so DC is you know you get Alexandria Arlington that, that those areas and then it's that's complete blue but the rest of the state's red it's just it, and matter, it used to be really red state Virginia but anyway that we're definitely gonna have to talk about this uh, voter fraud stuff again, I think, on another podcast. Yeah, maybe the next Because there's always always more and more info coming always up. Always more and more coming mm-hmm. All the, the truth will, shall be revealed. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you liked what you heard. Even more, we hope that you agree with what you heard. If you did, let us know. Do all that stuff I asked you to in the beginning. Like, share, blah, 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 comment. Become a member of Freedom Wire. Do all that good stuff. And uh, help us keep the fight alive here with Freedom Wire. Uh, do either of you have anything you would like to say with your Freedom Wire cups as I drink out of the head of the dead? The Viking mug. No, I don't have any closing. Oh, I just, we, we didn't do a whole podcast on it, but prayers go out to the families of the people um, in that parlor 
uh, those uh, those uh, Atlanta shootings there. So and uh, we're not going to get into the politics of it, but because that's what the left does. But well, that's what it's all about is politics. Yeah, because but yeah, so just that's awful, a horrible situation. Yeah, politics are the new religion. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to pray, pray that God gives our country <laughs> some guidance <laughs> into which direction we should go. Um, you guys are awesome. You guys are Americans. Stay free, and God bless you.